This is The Great Equalizer, a parenting podcast about the realities of being a mom or dad in modern Josie. We are your hosts, Sam and Charlene, and we believe we're all rocking the same kind of crazy. So let's get real, let's get honest, and let's have a laugh about the ups and downs of our current upside down. Hashtag no judges. This week on The Great Equalizer, happy birthday to us. We hope you've cracked open the GNT because, honey, we're celebrating. Plus, Sam hits the reset button. And Charlene has had it with school holidays. Hello. Look at us. We turned one. We did. How are you, birthday girl? How are you? I am doing superbly well, thank you. Well, all things considered. I made it through a year of working with you, slaving away at this podcast. (laughs) It was such torture, not. I've put up with all your talking. (laughs) Well, yes, actually, I do feel sorry for you in that regard. (laughs) And for our listeners, I don't like the sound of my own voice. So I'm really grateful that people listen. You've got a delightful voice. Oh, thanks. You're so kind. Stop it, you. <laughs> so do you. Listen. How are you really doing? It's Red October. It is officially Red October. That's what I like to call it. I don't know how, like I did an article the other day on Sober October and a lot of moms like sobering app, which I really applaud, but I don't know if I can do it. Every October, that's why I call it Red October, every October is awful, even since before I had kids. Yeah, that's because, well, for multiple reasons. But again, Ray's usually away for a long stretch of time over this time of year because of work. That is true. And you know what? I think I'm, I'm trying to see the silver lining in all of this. And so I've been feeling a bit depro this week um, and just a bit heart sore and not coping you know, he had to be honest. As mm. much as we need to celebrate this episode, it's been a couple of hard, hard weeks. Mm. Um, and so I'm trying to find the one thing that I will celebrate, and that's that I. It looks like I'm going to be one of those couples that when uh, one of us passes away, in many, many years to come, it's going to be like a matter of days, and the other one's going to conk out too because I don't think the pair of us can live without each other. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That's just it. We're both desperately unhappy right now. Yes. It's another month to go and it's hard. Look, I it's hard enough to parent on your own for a couple of hours. I, I, just this morning, Rhettley uh, leaves for work really early, often times. And this morning was one of those mornings. And I was only without him for a couple of hours going about our daily routine. And it felt like my world was ending, not because I miss him so, but because everything is just fucking going wrong. It is impossible to do these things. It feels impossible to do what needs doing with the two kids and going about your daily life if you are by yourself. It just helps having that extra set of hands. So I don't know how you do that. Not to mention doing it for, you've been doing it for a month now. And second of all, then also comes the heartache of actually missing your person. It's not just about needing their set of hands and needing them there to help wrangle a a two-year-old to get things done or the chores and the housework and the lawnmowers that break and, and, and. You're lonely. 
You get into bed alone at night. You've got no one to hold or kiss or except your kid. I sneak my kid into my bed. I do. So I do my thing. I put him to sleep in his bed. So the, the, the routine is still there. The routine is still there. And I do my thing. I read a book or I watch some TV or whatever. And when I'm ready to turn off the lights, I go get him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I put him in my bed. Yeah, it's tough. And so, look, the show's not only about me. Um, or only about you. It's also about the listener and the validation that we know our audience needs. And so I hope that there are some either single parents out there or solo parents who do this quite often that have gained some sort of like camaraderie at the very least, that you know that you're seen and that I at least know how you feel. Yeah, and what you're battling with is at least you... If you feel like you're not coping, you're not a bad parent. You're just human. Yeah. So there there are two things, and this ties in with my bad mom moment. There are two things that I've done. You ask how I cope, and that's just like a lot of shortcuts. Mm. So, I mean, Elijah had school photo day the other day, and I didn't have my shit in order. And it's like you've got to put 200 rand in a cash envelope and um, hand it in and ha- have all the paperwork filled out and all of that. And, I mean, in the chaos, I'm going to forgive myself for just not getting there, right? That's okay, yes. It's fine. I'll defend you after you've told the story. <laughs> you don't need to defend me. That's fine. I, I know that it's a lot – like all these little things add up to a whole chunk of shit that I shouldn't have to worry about. But – I just like, can I just implore everybody in this world to stop using cash? It is impossible for me to feel safe drawing it with my two-year-old in tow, firstly. Secondly, I never carry the shit around, and I'm more than happy to do an EFT. And newsflash for everybody wondering, it doesn't cost any more for you to transfer money over, right? No, it doesn't. Plus, there's stuff like GO payments and F from F&B accounts oh, that you guys, can... I can literally stand in front of you and quickly send you money yes, without needing your bank details or anything. No, fuck. I, so, I had to draw cash... And I, I just got to the day and I was like, no, what? And my brain automatically, this is what happens. I go to like, um, you know, beast mode where I fix things as the problems arise. I go, da, da, da. Okay, what's the, the path of least resistance? The path of least resistance was going to an envelope that Ray had on his bedside table from his birthday. <laughs> it was a gift from my best friend <laughs> for Ray to use this money to go to the movies and on a date night and included a voucher, a babysitting voucher. Well, I took the money. Another, <laughs> another thing I did was To use for your kids' photos. For, to use for my kids' photos. I intend to replace it, but that's when and if I get to an ATM mm. before it, uh, Ray gets back. Mm. Also, I, um, Ray got a nice bottle of wine. I won't say from who. Um, <laughs> but one of the wines f- that he got from his birthday, I drank. <laughs> And that can't be replaced because that came from someone. Yes. And I drank it. And I'm not sorry. <laughs> I'm not sorry. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure Ray doesn't <laughs> mind. Like I'm, I'm I'm sure it's a cause that he was willing to yeah, to donate so. the, the birthday think, present look, to. If he was gonna be super indignant about it when he got back, I'd have thought twice, but like he's you, tall. You so know he cool. wouldn't, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um your my bombing at momming. Yeah, I uh, went to my in-laws this weekend. Firstly, managed to uh, get a flat tire and go through that ordeal. Oh, fun! With 
without any tears. I didn't change the tire. A very good Samaritan on, on the road helped me. But I managed that whole thing without crying. And Elijah slept the whole time. And then when we got to the garage for me to like plug the punctures so that I could get back home safely, um, I bought him an ice cream. <laughs> and I just thought, okay, I sailed through that. Well done, me. And <laughs> well um, done me. <laughs> <laughs> I left Elijah with my in-laws that night and took my mom and sister and my brother's girlfriend to the movies. Well, I mean, I never took them, but I arranged for us to go watch a movie together. And I feel like I hit after, I, after a really horrible week with Elijah where I was just strung out and shouting at him and losing my shit and we were biting heads and fighting. I took that time away from him to hit the reset button. Mm -hmm. And look, this week went rocky again and I'll have to hit the reset button again this weekend. Mm -hmm. But I did that and I think there's my... My bombing at bombing. Yeah, you managed to do that. Yeah. yeah. Look, I. it's funny that you call it Red October because I think both of you, uh, you and I, have been uh, battling with kids acting out and tantruming and whatever. And like I said, I'm just hot full of these school holidays. And it's such, a, it's such a brief school holiday, but I just feel like there's no routine because when Joshua goes to school and there, there's routine in place, he has his daytime nap, he, everything works like clockwork when he's at home he doesn't adhere to those routines and mm. I'm clearly I just feel like I don't know how these teachers do it and I'm grateful that they deal with my kid because I clearly can't fucking control him I just cannot get him to nap I cannot get him to do anything so my bad mom moment is legit that I am praying for a break from my kids I'm just like can my in-laws just finish their <laughs> floors and can my mom's foot just heal not that I'm insensitive to your healing mama I'm very glad that you're <laughs> that you're on the mend and whatever but I legit cannot wait until my mom or my in-laws can help me with babysitting again just so I can put down my glass and feel like I can breathe and connect with my husband a little bit for a moment. You also need a reset button. Yes. So I my we all do. My bad mom moment is legit wishing for time away from my kids that I freaking love, but I just, I need to just breathe so that I don't dislike them so much, mm. you know. I also think that the kids acting out and relating to Red October and us not being able to cope with it so well, you and I are in sync with our uh, uh, oh, that time menzies. of the month. Mm -hmm. So that's also coming up for the both of us. And, and so I think our moods and our short fuses just doesn't help add it into the mix. Listen, I've got to tell you this revelation I had this week. Yeah. I was listening to One Bad Mother, which mm -hmm. is a favorite American podcast of mine. Yes. And your guys, the... A guest on this show said something so poignant. This, it was a woman who wrote a book about not losing your shit. How to have kids and not lose your shit or something mm -hmm. like that. And she said, our kids are always going to be kids, right? Mm -hmm. They're always going to um, act out and uh, push, push the boundaries. boundaries and that. So how do we make it so that when they do push the boundaries, we handle it calmly and we don't lose our shit. It's not about, and we spoke about discipline last week with the spanking episode yeah. and all of that. It's not about... What the kid is actually doing. No. As much as... As much as you've reached the end of your tether with everything else. So that's so, literally like the straw that breaks the camel's yeah. back. So there's, so she describes it, and I think that she describes this in her book as this, there's a big 
red button that our kids know exactly how to push. Mm. And the less you look after the external factors in your life, the less you look after them, the bigger and redder this button Button gets. And the higher the likelihood of it getting pressed. So if you want to be a calmer mother who doesn't lose her shit, control the external factors to make that button smaller, less red and less difficult to push. That, I don't know, that stuck in my brain. And props to One Bad Mother for for that interview. It was fantastic. And I just, ah, it was... What you needed at that point in time because your external factors are playing a big role at the moment. High alert. Mm, High, high, high. So, yeah. Look, I think also that in theory is great. I think it's a great insight. Um, it, but it's like that you have to take care of yourself kind no, of thing. Like, yeah, be kind to yourself. Yeah, when must I find the fucking time to think of all the external well, taxes and fix yeah. them? But yeah, it's true. At least if you're mindful of it, there's, it, you don't feel like such a shitty person because you know that these things are happening just because I'm overwhelmed in other areas. And they're happening yeah. to everybody. To everybody, yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, listen, but what, what does your bombing at moment? Oh, we well, didn't get there. I was to, so about the acting out, and I think in last week's episode we did discuss how sadly I went to bed the one night with Josh and I having a monumentous fight again and a major meltdown. And I took him the next day for a play date uh, with some friends. Oh, and yes. it was just him and I that went. And I decided to just give him my time because I've been so overwhelmed. All of us have been overwhelmed. And I thought, we've got this time together. We're going to play with friends. But he didn't seem all that interested in playing with the friends. He wanted to jump on the jumping castle and do all the playful things. But he wanted me to do them with him. Like he kept calling me over, Mama, come check this. Mama, I want to do this. Or Mama, check how fast I'm going. And I decided to just get on the jumping castle with him and like just be on the playground at the play area with him rather than he him running around and in one of the moments on the jumping castle he fell onto me and wrapped his arms around me as tightly as he could and he just said mama I love when you spend time with me and I was just like we went from yesterday this kid believing that I don't love him anymore and today this and that play date just it was our reset button it washed away the slate from yesterday we regrouped and we've been in a better space since because when something starts when we have a little bit of a wobbly I'm able to remind him remember when we fought last week we don't want to do that again listen to mama when I ask and I'm also more aware of the fact that he's acting out because he needs me to be more present he needs me to be present in the moment. So I think having done that, that was my bombing at momming moment. I managed to be more present and I've become aware of the fact that when I'm not present, he acts out. And that's him asking me to be more present. So that's my story for well, this good week. good for you. <laughs> Look, we've gone through a roller coaster, and this is what I was thinking in listening to the story is that's not it for you and Josh. No. I'm sorry to say, and I know you know this, but there's going to be another night where you guys lie sobbing on the bed. Mm. This is how life is. Sad, but true. <laughs> life is not one long straight line. No, no, no. From no. A to B where you win the trophy at the end. Mm. It's filled with obstacles. You're never not going to fight with Rhett again. No, exactly. It's not like you have one big fight early in your relationship. And that's it for the end of time. Yes. Then mm. you come over that and well done, you made it through and your marriage is set. Same with our kids. There's going to be bad days and there's going to be good days. And so 
um, like we always say, let's relish in the good days. And okay, look, we we do these days with especially with Red October and nearing the end of the year, we've been feeling super cuck about ourselves. You spoke about our cacometer. <laughs> our cacometer is these days always in the red, but. In the interest of nostalgia, I've been backtracking to episodes past um, <laughs> in light of our birthday month. And I think we've got a lot to celebrate as moms, as women, and um, as a podcast. So, Charlene, will you take a trip down memory lane with me? For sure. Please remember, what we say on this podcast can only be considered the gospel on planets Sam and Charlene, respectively. Our kids and husbands can be assholes and angels at the same time. And only we're allowed to say so. And lastly, by virtue of the fact that we are women and it comes naturally to us, we reserve the right to change our minds and or contradict ourselves whenever we so choose. And we don't want to hear a damn thing about it. Hashtag no judges. So firstly, I'd like to say that we are 41 episodes in as per today. Well done, us. Well done, you, you little producer, you. (laughs) I'm so proud of us. I'm so proud of us. Listen, I just sit here and talk. You do majority of the work. You show up, my friend. You show up, which is more than we can say for a lot of people, let's be honest. It's absolutely my pleasure to sit here with you and talk about these things. You know, so, okay, we don't have enough time in the day to even take a two-minute snippet from each one of our 40 episodes. So, no. But I did want to go back to our very first introductory episode because <laughs> when I listened to it, I thought, Yo, yes, we've come. It's like a full circle moment because we still have a lot of struggles. It's not like a, a, by the same token as, uh, you know. We haven't waxed this thing called parenting just yeah. because we've been in it so long. And we've chatted to experts and no. we've had, you know, in some, you know, great insights and, we still don't know what the fuck we're doing. Listen, on that note, it just reminds me, and also having thought of our first birthday and, and us being parents and talking about parenting, I've been meaning to tell you this, and I, I think I want to share it now. It, just because I think we, we allow ourselves to assume, us, you and I, as parents, people as parents, we allow ourselves to assume that, so you give birth to a child or you become a parent because you have a child, whether you've adopted one or... Um, Uh, conceived one or whatever you don't yes you're a parent but you don't come you don't overnight automatically here you are now you have all the skills needed that a parent needs so just because you are a parent doesn't mean that you have all the skills you need so you're always not going to know what the fuck you're doing you're only going to know what you're doing once you've been through that difficult phase and you've mastered the art of doing it but have you? Maybe you haven't even mastered the art. Maybe you've ma- you've mastered the art of how you do it and what works for you when you get to but the end of that. You can't at the end of that say even to my son. Like I've waxed that. I know yeah. what. Listen to mom now, Elijah. You are thirty years old and you have a child of your own. And listen to mom because when you went through this, this is what I did. You can, if he asks, I can advise. Give him advice, but, but it's going to be different for him. It's going to be so different mm. for him, and I need to be respectful of that. Mm-hmm. At, like we should be with any of the new moms around us. Mm. I'm so quick to give advice, and I know a lot of the moms around me also. You know, they 
if I ask their opinion, they're so happy to give it. It's just because we want to help because we know how hard it yeah. is. And so having talking about this, our first episode and how lost we were then, <laughs> we're still that fucking we're lost. We're still that lost. We're just feeling it as we go. Yeah, I just, I feel though that this year I'm in a different place with regard to my identity, which mm-hmm. I may lose again with another kid. You never know. But um, it was so interesting, and I'd, I'd really like to share a couple of snippets from that episode. So um, here's our first trip down memory lane from episode one. A part of me does miss who I was without them. And that, I mean, as terrible as that sounds, because there are people who can't have children and all of that sad, horrible, ugly things that someone would listen in on this conversation and think you're being ungrateful and all of that. We're just people. I'm a person and some days I feel more like that and others, other days I feel less like that. But fundamentally, these children have made me, I believe, who I was supposed to be. That might be a different person than what I was used to being before I had them. But I and I face a lot more challenges and I'm a lot more tired, not, not just because I don't sleep, but because there's just so much that you are responsible for yeah. as a mom, emotionally and physically yeah. and just day to day. So that takes its toll on you. You know, it's this beautiful thing and motherhood and it's a gift and it's a blessing and it's all of those wonderful things. I know it and I I live it and I believe it. And I do feel it. Yeah. But some days it's a thankless fucking job. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. No one cares that you sit in your rocking chair and your baby with Jess, she didn't want to latch after a while anymore. And Mm. the breastfeeding was going fine. And I just, I sat and she was screaming her freaking head off and I was just sobbing with the nursery door closed and my toddler, mother of the year by the way, plonked him down in front of the TV so that he (laughs) could be occupied while I battled to feed his sister. And he obviously got up looking for mom because where is she? She's staying away way too long and he's just banging at the other side of the door. Boom, boom, boom. Mommy, mommy. And I'm like, Josh, I'm just trying to feed your sister. Tears streaming down my face. And I'm just like, I hate this. I hate my life. I hate everything about this. And, you know, when when did I sign up for not mattering anymore as a person? No, exactly. I want to matter still, you know? You, you do feel like you should matter still. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I remember that very vividly now that I listen, re-listen to that. Yeah, there's not much I can say about that other than thank God I survived that and I'm still here to tell the tale. And it's not like Facebook memories where we're going, oh my. God, what was I thinking? How selfish was I in saying that? We're still going, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now we've had a year's worth of additional parenting experience where there's been other, where there have been other challenges and, um, you know, we've moved on from the struggles of breastfeeding. We've moved on from um, juggling two kids for you. Mm. Wait, well, I mean, you're still juggling, but like that initial shock. It's a different kind of juggle, yeah. Now it's a different kind of juggle. Now you, I mean, Jess couldn't speak then, and mm. now she's very vocal. Mm. It's just, uh, I don't know. It's, it's legit <laughs> like watching a baby, your baby grow. It's like watching your little infant develop into a human 
And that's what this trip down memory lane feels like to me. Well, you know, um, I wonder, because we're speaking about um, our relationship with our kids and, and I used the analogy of our relationship with our husbands. Um, and we've spoken and we've spoken twice about sex after having kids, mm. which I think is quite poignant. Um, our loyal listeners will know that Maintenance Night is a favorite for everyone. It is our best performing episode. It still continues to get listens weekly. Both of them. We Even had though the first one aired like a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. People seem to love it. And I mean, sex sells, I suppose. So that's <laughs> it. And we get very real and raw about our, our own sex lives. But sorry about the DMIs. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. People love it, Charlene. People love it. Let's, uh, let's take a trip back and have a listen. He has a mixture, guys, of maintenance nights, the first one, and maintenance night 2.0, where we got... Um, Tracy in um, to to chat more about intimacy with your husband. And I, you know what I love about this is with Me Too movement and hashtag enough and whatnot, we've been speaking a lot about what we need as women. And what I like about how we tackle sex is we're still sensitive to our husband's needs. Mm. Um, and by the same token, not pandering to... Yes, and our own own needs as well. Well, and our own needs. Yeah, exactly. We're not taking a stand and going, sex. He only wants his sex and Mm. I'm being a mother and whatever. I just, I like the honesty in the way that we tackle it. And I think it's not a departure from the um, female empowerment movement that's happening in the world. It's just another voice added to it. Which I don't think is voiced enough. I agree. Now, the third trimester was, for me, the most. I was like, I want to do it. I want to do it. Really? I I don't know why. It must have been hormones. Because I'm never like, well, (laughs) sharing personally, I'm never (laughs) like that. I don't mean it like that. I'm too preoccupied to to be in that state of mind. So for me, I'll be, but I mean, Rhett's very good at it because I'll be absorbed in my own little world and my own little life and I'll be doing things or whatever. And he knows, he just has to cuddle me in a certain way or put his arm around me in a certain way or whatever. And that brings me into that moment. And I'm like, okay. Right. Okay. We can do this. Yeah. Kind of things. Okay, I'm not saying, you know, you've got to have sex within two weeks or 10 days after you've given birth. No. Six weeks. Mm -hmm. When you're ready, when your body's feeling healed, and obviously you don't let him just take you, but it's got to be slow. Mm -hmm. It's got to be careful. It's got to be intimate. Intention. But after that, you know, we got to start looking at these men as men. As men, mm. and what's wrong when you're feeling better? You've just fed the baby, and you have a quickie after you've just fed the baby. Mm. A quickie? What's a quickie? You don't need to get into your space. Exactly. It's how much of your on. time does it take, actually? Okay. Really, stick on some lube. If you're not all that uh, um, aroused, stick on some lube. Exactly. On. That's what that Make him happy. Get on with your day. Mm. You might even enjoy it as well. I promise you, you will. You will eventually, definitely. If not that time, then the next three times, you'll eventually get into it, I'm mm. sure. The more of that course. you do it, the more you want to do it. But <laughs> the more that you do it, the more you want to do it. It's true, though. It's so true. And It's you a know? regular Pringles ad right there. Once you pop, you can stop. <laughs> so big thanks to Tracy Zeman-Jacobs, who joined us 
on that episode, uh, Totally Me Tracy on Instagram. And that was insightful. I, that yeah. was so insightful. And I loved when we started getting guests in and when we started bringing in sound bites from our listeners. I mean, I'm loving the way that we've developed as people. And I mean, I think in our marriages as well, that I, I like I said, I've got a lot of single girlfriends. And so in chatting to you and in, uh, in the show and by by extension, chatting to the other moms that listen to us and, you know, around, so around this topic, those that we saw in person and the, the discussion just continued, um, you know, I, I don't feel so alone. No, I, I legitimately feel like this is a real community, even though it's just you and I talking most for the most part. When we see people interacting, um, moms sending in the voice notes, um, even discussing some of the voice notes that once the episodes aired with my husband and some other friends once they've heard it, even friends who don't have kids yet when we're having dinner and we talk about, oh, I listened to that episode. I found it so interesting when this one said that. It's, it's creating a community and I'm just feeling it grow day by day. I've had such fun in this first year with you. It's just insane. Not to mention the people we've gotten to work Man, with and gotten to know. I feel so honored uh, Ray, actually, who were we listening to when when we when I had that um, the episode when you were away mm-hmm. with um, Genevieve Putter from uh, the New Normal, and Ray was listening to that episode with me, and he said, "Wow, love, you've really grown your guys's connections." Mm. And I was like, "Yeah, that is so true." I mean, um, we've hit up Philippa Morassi numerous times, our good friend who who's now in the UK, and she was so honest and open with us about divorce. And I'm, I'm so grateful to people like, like Phil um, who are able to chat to us about things we don't know. Neither of us are mm. divorced. Um, and we don't want to – we're all about um, not excluding but being inclusive. Mm. Um, and I love that we managed to touch base with someone who's been through that to help other women who are going through it. Mm. You know, and that's – just using our um, the podcast as a platform for that. And how our guests and our partners and our collaborations, the people we've collaborated with, how they have been willing to be vulnerable and open up a share of themselves on a, a public platform yeah. to just give advice and help and, and guide whoever out there is listening. You know, Rachel Khaleesi spoke about feeling down post-baby and getting back into it and getting back into... Um, exercising and, and life tackling and, and loving herself mm, and not mm. um, like dismissing the haters you know mm. um, Jess Roberts I loved that episode about learning from Luke and um, just learning more about kids with Down syndrome right yeah and the fact that she said I don't remember the quote exactly from your interview but she said that it was the greatest blessing yeah. in the end having yeah. been told that she would be parenting a Down syndrome child initially not realizing that, but she's come to realize having been a parent to a Down syndrome child that it would be one of her life's greatest blessings. So remember also when we chatted to Nadia from uh, the non-adventures of a stay-at-home mom? I remember <laughs> when, when we played Would You Rather. Oh, I love that. We must really do that again sometime. Yes, we yeah. must get someone on to do that. Even bring Nadia back on. Well, um, I I went back and listened to that episode and caught a snippet of Nadia also being real. And I just loved the story that she gave. 
So we went to the movies. And then I was not fun mom there either. Oh, shit. I'm like, hold your popcorn. I'm like, why are you dropping that? And then the one daughter dropped the slushie on herself. And then the other one dropped her popcorn. And I'm like, just like a bit Fuck. of a shit show, <laughs> just, basically. It was just, you know what, can we just write off this day? Let me just start again tomorrow. No good deed goes unpunished because there's just, always it hectic. It's always a disaster. Oh. You think you plan this beautiful fun outing and then yeah. this is the fucking nightmare. But I'm the mother who will say, you will have fun. <laughs> you will enjoy we yourself. We came here. <laughs> now you <laughs> haven't had Shutting out this fucking money for that this is, fucking movie. That is me. I'm like, have fun, have fun. <laughs> <laughs> That was a good one. I remember <laughs> laughing about that. I could relate. And totally. who hasn't been there that you like you you go to bed the night before and you go, I'm gonna salvage the shit because Nadia had spoken about other shit that had happened the previous day. This was also towards the end of school holidays, mind yes, you. It's like you have had it. It just brings out the demon parents in you. <laughs> it does, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I have to be tested in this way? Exactly. I try my best. <laughs> exactly. And um, she, the toy room was a mess and Nadia just lost her shit. And um, Jared, her husband, kind of saved the day, cleaned the toy room. And, you know, so she felt cuck. Her cockometer was um, at an all-time high that night. And she thought, I'm going to take them to movies tomorrow. But then that was a fucking shit show as well. Yes. And I've been there where I've been like, Elijah, come, we're going to go do this extremely fun thing. And he looks at me and he's like, no, mommy, I want to stay at home and do blah, blah, blah. Yes. And then I've got to like wrestle this kid into the car because I've made plans for my child to do something fun. Fun, yeah. How dare you? I know. <sighs> I hear you. You know, so <laughs> I just, I loved that um, realness from Nadia. And listen, all the moms we've hit up and gotten to know have had their own like real mom moments. Um, but also the show has taken us on a whole roller coaster of, of emotions and also just learning curves um, when we bring in experts. Like we had uh, Vicky Lamb uh, on from Autism South Africa for our Autism Awareness episode. That one was so emotional for me. I yeah. remember talking to Vicky. I felt emotional yeah, and the stuff we discussed there. It's like sometimes, and that's how I know we're doing it right. Sometimes we come away from a recording and I just like feel like I need to lie down. <laughs> yes. It's like you, you just have given so much of yourself. It's like drained you. Honestly, when I put out an episode like that, I hold my breath as I schedule and hit send because I'm, I just want, I, I don't know if this comes across to our listeners that how we feel about it having an impact. Yes, we've, we've put this together, we've created this thing and we're now going to release it and let it fly and we hope that it flies as high and strongly as we have s- envisioned for it to fly and you know what we hope it soars i haven't gotten i always welcome it you know we always say guys if you've got something to say like say it we can take a knock on the on the chin you know just let us know if you disagree but but i mean i've yet to hear anybody going oh no you guys are wrong or seeing a huge unfollowing or unsubscription of of our podcast after one certain episode even spanking you know yes spanking like while a lot of people came out when the laws were set into place saying of course um i don't smack my kids because Mm. it's barbaric oh that's the way it should be now that this is ruling has been 
uh, has come to yeah. pass. Mm. And after our episode, we got so many moms going and dads going, you know, I'm also feeling just as lost as you guys. And I also don't think it's that bad. And, and giving them the freedom to say that. So I think putting our own asses on the line gives people the platform, again, that word platform mm. to to go out and say the same thing and it's not just as be honest scary. just voice whatever we're all thinking it <laughs> why can't <laughs> so we say it, say it. Mm. and the hashtag no judges just comes in we're all allowed to differ in our opinions For and sure. still live in a harmonious world mm. listen other experts we hit up um emma sadly on internet safety and when we spoke about screen time yes. you know we had lots of differing opinions on that as well you get, I mean, we all know the rules, but you get a lot of people who limit screen time and have no TVs in their house almost. And mm. then you have us. <laughs> <laughs> Mother of the Year Award goes to uh, Charlene, yeah. who's been plonking her kids in front of the iPads. <laughs> like my two-year-old has got an obsession. She wakes up at two o'clock in the morning, asks for the iPad. iPad That's how iPad, well I'm iPad. doing with screen time, Don't ladies worry, and gentlemen. Don't there too. It's, it's now crazy. now that's now that I can't spank him. What's the first thing that goes? iPad just. <laughs> Listen, let's not even talk about sleep training. Oh I'm perpetually God, carrying on about about my sleep and my kids not sleeping. And 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 when we spoke to Yolandi Becker from Good Night uh, Baby or Baby Good Night, is it just called Good Night? Good Night, just Good Night. All oh, right. Yeah. Yes. I remember in the episode discussing it. Also, yeah, we had the name like. So Wrong. their URL, they couldn't get another URL. So it, it the URL is Goodnight Baby. Oh, right. But the company's but called Goodnight. the company Goodnight. is ah, called I remember Goodnight. her telling us that, yes. And I actually refer Goodnight to everybody who, who asks, asks now. About sleeping. Yeah, yeah. And I've had several people and they and even overseas friends who are like, oh, I don't know what to do anymore. And I've gone, mm, talk to them. They'll mm. help you. Yeah. Remember um, when we chatted about first foods and introducing solids to your baby when we got um, Sarah? on yes, Sarah Boyens. from Mascara and Mimosa. Yeah, yeah, first name Mascara, last name <laughs> Mimosa. Mimosa. <laughs> AKA Sarah yeah. Boyens. So when we had mas- old Mascara on, or like I like to call her Maski. <laughs> Maski. <laughs> there we go. That was also nice because it was just, I mean, as much as she looks and sounds like an expert, she's also just a mom. Winging it. She's just like, this is <laughs> yeah. what helped me and worked for me. Like, I mean, first foods, that is a nightmare to navigate. Like, no sugar, no wheat, no, no gluten. You know what we didn't chat about? No honey. Oh, right. We spoke about that. That is that one thing. so difficult because I'm just like, how do you make something like bland like porridge, right? Sweet, without Sweet sugar, sugar. Yeah. but you can't give them honey before a certain age. Yeah. Let's not get into that now, but good point because that's one of the stuff that I totally ignorantly like – they can't have honey. And then I had these looks from some, I was the idiot asking the question. No, and then moms no. were looking at me like, you can't give, what about the botulus virus? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh, fuck, sorry. I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Also where I was flipping clueless was cloth nappies. Oh, right. Yeah. I really appreciated having Saknu on. To, to talk us through that. And of course, Busy Bottoms, our sponsor for that episode. That was enlightening. I was so happy to learn that there was a service like that. Yeah. Maybe I wouldn't have been so um, indifferent to <laughs> not filling landfills with, with baby <laughs> nappies. Maybe I would have been kinder to the environment I had knew. I known about Busy Bottoms. I was actually thinking, I'm like, okay, but you know what? Um, 
it's still a service that you've got to pay for, right? And people don't have money for the shit. But you're not paying for the nappies. You're not paying for the nappies. So yes. it opens up your budget to just do that. Exactly. You're not buying those nappies that you just throw away. Yeah. I. You know, also, um, Alna Rudolph. I yes. love this woman. I the Diverse Families episode. So this is another thing. And for, for anybody who's new to The Great Equalizer... And not only are we moms, but we're also advocates for the other. Yes. And it's weird because we always say this. We are as white as they come. Yes. Vanilla. The, yeah. <laughs> we've got the Buddha blood in us. Yes. We um, are very vanilla. We are, we have, we the like white husband, you know, heteronormative. We got white, we white women with husbands and uh, two kids and a picket fence. Uh, we're just missing a border collie. Exactly. Right? But we don't want to exclude the marginalized. And, I, and we've always said this because what if Elijah is gay or transgender? Mm-hmm. You know? What if Jess comes home with a black woman one day? You know? That she is in love with. Yes. That makes her happy and treats her well. So we want to we want our kids to feel welcome in this environment and and so we have been spending this past year educating ourselves about this so that when the time comes when our children are old enough for us to have these conversations with them or they start asking the questions we as parents are equipped yeah and by the same token i also just want to say we looking the way we are and being <laughs> being this um uh, profile that we are this podcast, we don't want this podcast to be stereotyped or to be categorized as we're only for people that look and are like us. Yes, exactly. Because my issue is the same as your issue as a parent, regardless of what walk of life you're coming from, I suppose, to a degree, not always, because you might be parenting a child that um, you adopted and couldn't give birth to. You're d- different in that way, but your parenting struggles are still parenting because why, struggles. Because Because kids are the great equalizer. equalizer. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah, listen, I have learned so much from our experts, but no one more than, uh, more or less than Alna Rudolph. Um, he has a snippet from our um, Diverse Families episode where we chatted about, um, you know, the diversity in your very normal looking family, right, Charlene? Yep. Um, and she just enlightened us as to what kind of patience she gets. Um, and we were chatting about uh, disorders of sexual development, where you immediately think, okay, in the past it would have been, oh, they're gay. But now you think, oh, they think that they are female, but they were born with male genitalia. And so there's a problem there. And I even have a problem with it being called a disorder of mm, sexual mm, development. Mm. But here she was explaining that just like autism, the autism spectrum or um, the gender spectrum or whatever, you know, this issue of uh, sexual development comes in all shapes and sizes. Um, Look, some yeah. people will come to me and they won't even know that they fall into the DSD category, um, that they are, for instance, intersex, because a 17-year-old girl who hasn't started to menstruate yet needs to be investigated. We do the blood test, we find... Um, the hormones are all over the place. We do further investigations. We find she doesn't have a uterus. 
not having a uterus is actually a form of intersex. But that person doesn't identify as intersex at all and the parents wouldn't necessarily go and join a DSD support group. So some people don't even know that they fall in that category. They just okay. want to know, you know what their reproductive options are now um, that they don't have a uterus. That lady is a phenomenal person to know, I think, especially as a parent, just because you don't know what your kids might battle one day and to have an expert that you can get in touch with because how would you even know where to start looking no i don't know if you're not even aware that you are sitting with something that falls within the dsd um uh, spectrum so if jess stops or never menstruates and you get to 16 17 and she has yet to have her period there you go You've mm-hmm. got an answer. Yeah. You've got someone to go to. And that's what I hope is that we are very Josie focused. We live in Joburg. And so we'll hit up experts in and around Joburg and South Africa. Mm-hmm. And hopefully just in expanding that community. And that was that was my whole thing with this podcast is I was listening very loyally to um, One Bad Mother. I love those ladies. And guys, if you go check them out, please do. You'll see a lot of similarities. I make no bones about um, drawing inspiration from them because I, I enjoy them so, so much and I see the value that they're bringing into their communities. But, but they're experts you couldn't really contact because you can't take your kid to that therapist that they're talking about. or And their laws will differ. Mm. From state to state, sure, mm-hmm. within the United States, but completely, it'll be completely different from South Africa. And their parents don't have to navigate what we have to navigate. Mm-hmm. They never came from a history of um, apartheid that has had such a huge ripple effect on crime and education and healthcare. All of those things that, that South African parents have had to tackle mm. and... We, you know, they're insightful, sure, with a lot of things, but they won't know that background. And that's why I love hitting up our local experts. Another one that was super fun for me was... <laughs> well, yeah, that's the thing is that it's we've had a lot of laughs, right? Yeah, look, some, <laughs> some ugly crying also, mostly on my end, but then some ugly laughter as well for our Baker's Day episode... <laughs> Which I was very grateful to you for, Sam. Because can, I, can I just say as well that we've tried and failed dismally at this is where this comes from, okay? We we tried and failed very badly at keeping our poor language to a minimum when we have either a sponsor or a guest on the show because we need to be mindful that if they have a following – then they their following might not enjoy our language as might much be as perceive <laughs> them as potty mouths or people who condone bad language or whatever. So the funny part of this episode was actually me trying to avoid <laughs> saying fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean all of those, all of this pressure, this making a sugar free something that looks nice that your kid is involved in. <laughs> It's, it has to tick a hell of a lot of boxes it's a lot as it turns of boxes. out. It's a lot of boxes and a lot of pressure. And might I just add here to the pressure that week that it was Mother's Day that Sunday. <laughs> and God bless the rhino moms of Elijah's school. Elijah's in the rhino class. Okay. Um, it, it's me, not you guys. If anybody's listening, it's me, not you. 
But that week as well, we had to, we, there was a discussion on the group of what are we going to be getting the teachers for Mother's Day? Oh, um, Because that's Friday. So Thursday was Baker's Day. Friday was teachers' gifts. And I was just like, Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> that is very, that is poignant. <laughs> that still makes me want to cry with laughter. Listen, you've made me laugh on this show way too many times where I can't even function. I can't even actually utter words. I mean, let's not forget, oh my God, when you took the burger to the school picnic. Like, parents, bring a picnic basket oh, listen, for a picnic. Worry. Don't even worry. I've got that one lined up. Give me a second, yeah. Oh, gosh. Another bad thing I did was I went to a school picnic. <laughs> it was more, rather than me feeling shit about it, it was more just me not giving a fuck. And so we had a school picnic and you're like, bring, so I thought, bring dinner. And so I ordered Nando's. <laughs> and I'm just like, I don't want to sit there and eat like chicken. So I ordered a burger. And chips and a little kids meal for Elijah. And I'm just like, cool, done. Got the kids meals, da, da, da. Well, I get there and every single other family it has stuff to share with everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry that I'm laughing at you. So <laughs> just like, so note to everybody, when you go to a gathering, only bring stuff to share. Don't just buy food for yourself. <laughs> That's hilarious. You have made my day. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I felt like a bit of a tent. <laughs> <laughs> I have a visual. Like, I can just see you and Elijah sitting there with your own little food. Like, yeah, Elijah, sit nicely now. Eat your burger and looking around. Everybody's like, would you like some of our sandwiches? <laughs> oh, sorry. You can have one of my chips if you want. <laughs> No, oh, I didn't. I didn't take out the burger. <laughs> I ate it at home in shame. <laughs> As well, you should. Have. <laughs> I'm still crying. I'm still crying over that. That is the most epic, epic, epic of fails. I've ever, most epic fails of epic fails. You know, I don't. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> you weren't thinking. Because not even a burger is like, like chickens are weird to eat in front of people, but a burger is also just as bad. You need to be comfortable in front of a person before you can dig into a burger. And then, of course, you can't fucking share it. So, lesson learned. <laughs> Learn oh, from, my goodness. So, that's another thing about the show, guys. Learn from our mistakes. Don't take burgers to a picnic. Right? Plus also, you're just never going to have it waxed. You're no. just a real... We're all just real people. And sometimes we show up at a fucking picnic with just a burger and nothing to share. And it's great if you can just laugh at yourself, right? <laughs> so, you know, there's been an episode where we've laughed and cried like moments later. And that was our breastfeeding episode, which was bound to bring out a few tears but i love where this went your humor you made me laugh i could not <laughs> i could not stop laughing at this i remember thinking to myself while i was 
trying to manage this thing, just looking down at my baby and being like, Charlene, focus on the goal, focus on the goal. Yeah. This is hard, but focus on the goal. It's so shit. Think of the, the bonding. Think of the the oxytocin. Think of the, the you know, I don't know what it what The probiotics. The yeah. na, 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 na. Then you get to the very end, like you, at 18 months, and you or 17 months, and you're just like, well, that's a bit of a bathos. Like, okay, what, yeah. now what the fuck? Like, what now? <laughs> like, why and, did I do that? <laughs> and at the end of the day, you look at, like, let's put Josh and Elijah in a room together. Elijah's clearly a lot better developed than Josh. No, obviously. Yeah, no. <laughs> he's, he's much more intelligent. And healthier. And, yeah, I mean, like, Josh <laughs> has that extra finger that he grew because I gave him <laughs> formula. formula. <laughs> <laughs> that extra finger that he grew. Sorry, that was a shit joke. <laughs> but also, I can understand... Where you were coming from. The tenacity from. that I had. And where it was you coming know, from. You know, I think it was because I feel like I failed at birth. Mm. I, which also is bullshit. Which but is another bullshit story for another bullshit day. But that's how you felt. You but can't change how yeah, you feel. I set out for an all-natural birth. I labored for a really long time. Um, I had issues and... Um, no, <laughs> here you go. It's still, it'll always be raw for you like this. Oh, I remember this face. <laughs> when you told me this story the first time, you had this very face on yeah. <laughs> the tears. All, all I could do was give him my mock. I hear you. He went straight into Niku, who was, uh, 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 what, he was a big baby. He was fine. He wasn't prim, but he had an issue, so I will cover that in my birth episode. But, um... All I could do was yeah, give you, him my milk. Yeah. Ah, that still makes me <laughs> want to cry. <laughs> that was such an emotionally charged episode. And it reminds me that we have yet to do a birthing episode. Uh, yeah. Just because I think I'm avoiding it. I keep prioritizing other things that I'm just like, no, we can do that next month. <laughs> 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 we'll get there. Oh, we will get there. It is very raw. I just... I found it so funny that we had this hilarious <laughs> extra finger joke. Literally two minutes Highly later. Highly inappropriate <laughs> thing to say, Charlene, by the way. <laughs> what the hell? And then, yeah, in the very next minute, that, yes, like we have covered some things in this in this year. We have. I've got one last one, and this is at your expense. Ah, uh, why are we going to end the show with me ugly crying? Sorry. <laughs> it's just, I think we've got to go there. We've got to go there. Okay. <laughs> There's a part of me that makes me feel scared that what if I start it and I fail halfway through because I'm, I already have so much mm. going on. And I know for fear of letting myself down, I might procrastinate and not do it. So what do you have to say to me? <laughs> because Charlene is probably not alone, let's be honest. Because I, I genuinely think that, yes, I want to do this, but I, in my heart, I feel I, the thought just crept into my mind. What if I fail? What if I don't so manage to complete it or succeed? Or what if I do it and I get halfway through and I realize, Charlene, you're doing so many things in your life wrong. You should be doing X, Y, and Z. Am I just going to feel more inadequate? Mm. What is your biggest struggle as a mom, Charlene? <sighs> I just... Oh, you're going to make me cry now, Michelle. I just feel like I'm not enough. <laughs> okay. So, 
again, you are not alone. And nobody and nobody you, does anything to make me feel that way. My husband adores me. He's so supportive. My kids, for the most part, do love me. But in my mind, I have this mom guilt that always makes me feel like I just am not ever enough and I've got to try harder. There's a mindset shift that needs to change here because you are good enough. No one can be the mom that you are for your kids. No one can be the wife you are for your husband. They've, you know, your husband picked you for a reason. You re- you're feeling like a failure because you are multitasking and setting yourself up for failure. You're giving yourself this endless list of things to do that actually is unattainable. You can never get it all. You can never get it all done. It's but not possible. Someone, someone's got to do it. <laughs> still makes me want to cry and I still feel that way on some days. I put it in because we, I I mean, I feel like a failure often. I want things to be perfect. I'd love to be the perfect mom and I'd love to have Elijah's life mapped out with perfect moments and memories. But none of us are perfect. Mm. And we discussed that in the first episode. I come across as quite judgy where I call out moms who look come to um you know mom mom gatherings coffees and clamber clubs and you know moms and tots and that with with their little ones and they got the makeup on and they got the they got the perfect nappy bag and they got everything waxed and I don't mean to sound judgy I think we just look at those people we look at the Instagram mommies and we forget they're just real people too. That they're real people too and that they also don't feel like they're enough. Exactly. I was just going to say that it, it, despite the uh, despite appearances, it, th- things aren't always as they seem. Yeah. So oh, I just also wanted to say that the episode that, that – um, little piece from our, from that episode was from Burnout with Michelle Pitt. Yes. And, I mean, she was What a great so, guest also to have on. Yeah, so insightful. I just love chatting to her. And guys, she's um, still continuously running promotions and um, selling her e-course, which is so insightful. And I just, you know, thanks to Michelle for coming on the show and for... And passionately wanting to help moms navigate their lives or, or just anybody, any parent or anyone who wants to be m- the better version of themselves. And again, this is a course and these are resources and these are people that you can now access remotely thanks to the show. No, not that you can only access Michelle Pitt thanks to us, but now I feel like other people know about Michelle and people like Elna Rudolf and, um, you know, any number of guests we have had on our show. And I can only hope that we've... Like growing those connections. We've not... I haven't grown connections for myself. No, it's because or we for want... you. We, uh, I don't have all the answers and you don't have all the answers and we struggle. So the only thing we want is for other moms out there who struggle to put them in contact with someone who can help them struggle a little bit less. I also just want to say that... What I've learned over this whole year of speaking to all these people and through our laughs and through our cries and these episodes that we put together, at the end of the day, our kids are just going to keep loving us, like Josh would say, as much as an elephant poos.
So what's the bottom line here? <laughs> I suppose to just keep talking and keep sharing our experiences and encouraging those who listen to us to share with us. How oh, this is the beginning and not the end. Mm. I can safely say... We're only a year in. We're only a year in. We're going to keep going, guys. And until we are going to stick around until our children go off to varsity. We will sit here and be talking when we are grandparents, <laughs> you and I, talk about our children's children. Yeah. Guys, are you are you on this uh, choo-choo train with us? Because <laughs> it ain't stopping. So We're chugging along Exactly. Here. So how about we keep talking yeah, about all of these things? Guys... Now more than ever, if you want to chat with us and join the conversation and join that slew of moms that we've gotten to know and dads and uh, weigh in with your expert advice or your struggles or your mom wins your, um, you know, bombing at mommings or your bad mom moments, if you want to swear, if you want to rant, if you want to cry with us because we've had some ugly cries, and if you want to laugh with us because we've also had some really ugly <laughs>, loves, DM us a voice note on Instagram. Uh, we are at The Great Equalizer Podcast. Or you can record one on your phone and you can send it to us via email. The email address is thegreatequalizer with a Z dot ZA at gmail.com. Also, again, feel free to tag us in your Instagram or your Facebook posts. Tag us and use the hashtags farming at momming or bad mom moments. And for this week, maybe hashtag happy birthday. Yes, <laughs> you want some shout outs. Your support's so important to us and we know that you're in our corner and the idea of um, having you support us, um, every like, every love, every share, every comment, it's heartwarming and it's why we do it. We're in it for the likes, people. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't forget to review us on Apple Podcasts or rate us on Facebook. Hit that subscribe button you can subscribe on soundcloud you can subscribe on spotify and you sub can subscribe on apple and um there'll be more in the works in the new year yes the more we've seen the better this podcast will do and the better we will be for you again we've also spoken about uh, busy bottoms nappy service and why it would make a difference but uh, just a reminder that Busy Bottoms is giving listeners a 30% discount for the initial four weeks of service. Yep. They uh, drop off beautiful, fresh, clean uh, cloth nappies to your door once a week, picking up the stanky ones, literally dealing with some of your shit, which is a great win. For more info, email info at busybottoms.co.za or head on over to their website, www.busybottoms.co.za. Uh, please join us next week. We will be chatting to, wait for it, Parenting Editors Lee Taylor and Jackie Bester. Can't wait for this one, guys. Also, we're going to be chatting about our October um, Breast Cancer Awareness Month initiatives. We've got something in the works, or, or just a single initiative. Mm -hmm. We've got something in the works and can't wait to be promoting this service because, um, yeah, your boobies are important and are important to us. And for our loyal followers, we will be selling our, uh, celebrating our birthday and you can expect to hear from us uh, more information on what we will be doing and where we will be partying to celebrate. Indeed. So, guys, that's it for this week. Until next time, keep your mom game strong.
for more on today's show, please head on over to our website at www.thegreatequalizerza.com or catch us on Instagram at The Great Equalizer Podcast or on Facebook. Want something a little more personal? Then email us at thegreatequalizer.za at gmail.com and we'll get back to you.